Hello and welcome. You are listening to Patrick Boyle on Finance, a podcast exploring ideas from quantitative finance, examining events occurring in markets right now and financial history to see what lessons can be taken away, including interviews with some of the most interesting people in the world of finance. To learn more about the podcast, visit onfinance.org. The world imposed a raft of economic sanctions on Russian banks and oligarchs on Thursday, with the goal of punishing Russia for invading Ukraine. But one punishment that many analysts put forth as the most severe, ejecting Russia from the swift international payment system, was missing from the list. Western leaders appear to be split on whether Russia should be removed from SWIFT, a move that would harm the country's banks and its ability to trade internationally. So let's quickly go over what SWIFT is and what it would mean for Russia to be ejected. SWIFT stands for Society for Worldwide Interbank Financial Telecommunications, and you can think of it as the WhatsApp of global banking. It's a global provider of secure financial messaging services, connecting more than 11,000 financial institutions in more than 200 countries worldwide. So SWIFT doesn't move the money, but it moves information about the money. In fact, you might remember a scandal from 2016 when hackers capitalized on weaknesses in the security of Bangladesh's central bank and attempted to steal almost a billion dollars from their account with the Federal Reserve Bank of New York. Now, SWIFT is headquartered in Belgium, and while sanctions can be imposed by any country in the world, SWIFT doesn't get to choose which sanctions to follow. It's incorporated under Belgian law, and so it's required to comply with EU regulation, as confirmed by the Belgian government. Being cut off from SWIFT is being put forth as a financial nuclear button, but it wouldn't prevent Russian banks from carrying out cross-border transactions. It would just make them a lot more difficult. Foreign dealings would rely on the use of less efficient communications tools, things like emails and faxes. Getting thrown out of SWIFT would be like losing access to the internet for a financial system. While communication would be slower and more difficult, it would still be possible. In the short term, there would be chaos, as Russian banks would be left without a way to communicate with the rest of the world. But recovery is not impossible. Doing this would impair Russia's ability to collect international profits from its oil and gas exports, which account to more than 40% of the country's revenue. The sanctions on Russian banks are possibly more severe than any swift cutoff. Russia's $635 billion in currency reserves helped to shield this blow, but a lot of these reserves are in things like gold or they're being used to stabilize the ruble, or some are even in foreign banks. The banking sanctions prevent Russia from making any transactions in US dollars and they freeze any dollar-denominated assets or liabilities held by Russian banks, both at home and abroad. The ECB began warning European lenders with exposure to Russia to prepare for international sanctions over a month ago, asking for details of how the banks would handle different scenarios, such as a move to block Russian banks from accessing SWIFT. 
Sanctions will cause considerable risks for international banks with large Russian exposure, including City in the US, Socgen in France and Italy's Unicredit. According to the FT, international banks have around $121 billion in assets owed to them by Russian entities, and there's $128 billion in loan and deposit funding from Russian entities to foreign banks, according to the Bank for International Settlements. If Russia was cut off, it wouldn't be the first country. In 2012, the European Council, under pressure from the United States, expelled Iran's banks from SWIFT. The effects were immediate and devastating, demonstrating the power of SWIFT over international banking, as well as how a new era had emerged where global banking infrastructure could be transformed into political weapons. Over the longer term, while Iran was unable to pay for imports or accept payments for exports, Iranian oil exports remained largely unaffected. Being cut off from SWIFT would not prevent Russian banks from carrying out cross-border transactions, but it would make them significantly more costly and difficult. Cutting Russia off from SWIFT was first discussed back in 2014, when Russia annexed Crimea and backed separatist forces in eastern Ukraine. Russia announced back then that kicking it out of SWIFT would be equivalent to a declaration of war. At the time, it was estimated that such a move could reduce Russia's GDP by 5% a year. It was also pointed out that cutting Russia off from SWIFT would have ramifications for other nations as well, since Russia is a key energy supplier to Europe, and countries there rely on the SWIFT system to pay for the fuel that they purchase. The Bank of Russia started its own financial messaging system, SPFS, back when they were threatened with being cut off in 2014. But that system has struggled to attract users and mainly handles domestic transfers within Russia. They've around 400 users in total, and this wouldn't offer Russia much relief if they were thrown out of SWIFT. Now, the US backed away from the threat of banning Russia from SWIFT in mid-February after dangling that threat for a number of weeks. According to accounts in the news, European leaders were worried that such a move would mean that the billions of dollars in outstanding loans to Russia would not be repaid. The Economist estimates that European banks have nearly $56 billion owed to them by Russian residents. Additionally, nearly $350 billion worth of EU assets reside inside of Russia. Experts are saying that SWIFT is overhyped as a financial weapon and that cutting access could backfire by forcing Russia to find alternatives, including forging stronger ties with countries like China. Banning Russia from SWIFT would have significant effects, but these would likely harm US and European interests too. The current package of coordinated sanctions against Russian banks will possibly do the same job but in maybe a more targeted manner. The current situation in Ukraine is truly terrible and it's impossible to predict what will happen over the next few days and my thoughts are just with anyone affected. Thanks for watching and I'll talk to you again soon. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you're notified when a new episode is posted. 
Thank you to everyone who is supporting this content on Patreon. If you enjoyed this content, you can find more like it on YouTube, on the Patrick Boyle on Finance channel, or follow us on Twitter at Patrick E. Boyle. Thanks for listening. Bye.